LF podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. <laughs> we are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? On the show today, we have Tanya Mackey, founder of Nishka Boutique. Nishka is a Chicago-based high-end luxury line. Every garment is designed, digitally patterned, and sewn in-house. They're looking to help your everyday style be effortless and easy. From style to fit, they have you covered. They create a way for locals to be inclusive in the design process regarding ethical, exclusive clothing. The client will be part of the design process as much as they prefer. They can get very professionalized according to block, fabric, and design. Nishka is now located at 3140 North Lincoln Avenue, a boutique to make your designs come to life. Not only do they have a large Design With Me program, they offer alterations, ready-to-wear to buy off the rack, and other arts in Chicago, jewelry, candles, and soap. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy this interesting conversation with Tanya Mackey of Nishka Design. So today we're sitting down with Tanya Mackey of Nixa. How are you today? Good, how are you? Really good. We're excited. We just got done you know, planning a really cool event together with my partner, and now we're sitting down talking to you, one of our designers for our show. So tell us what you do in one to two sentences. So I'm a fashion designer, and I sell my clothing line in my boutique. I also do alterations and custom. Awesome. And we actually had a chance to meet for the first time, well, I guess over Instagram, because I came to your boutique, and you were avoiding everyone <laughs> at all costs. <laughs> Yeah, so my event was without me. Um, I was traveling that weekend, but I was disappointed because it looked like it was a really cool one. It was a fun. bunch of girls showed up, did some styling stuff, working with Swap and Strut in town. I was one of three males there, so it was fantastic. <laughs> Sat very close to the alcohol table. <laughs> yeah, it was packed. It was packed. I saw videos, and it looked like a lot of fun. So tell us more about your fashion line. You actually are successful enough to open your own boutique. Walk us through that story. What, uh, what kind of got you into fashion back in the day? Honestly, I can't even remember when it started. It's, it's since I can remember. I've been designing and ripping apart clothes and putting them back together and trying to brand myself since I was in junior high, probably. Oh, wow. So you're yeah. like when the person showed up to class with like mm-hmm. some weird look and be like, mm-hmm. oh, what's that? And then 20 years are like, oh, she's a fashion designer. I knew it the whole time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It used to be called a freak and now I'm not a freak anymore. <laughs> so what kind of style would you kind of appropriate to your brand? Like, what is your line? Honestly, I'm kind of eclectic. Like, I think I call it like a light avant-garde. Mm-hmm. I'm not too crazy. I love streetwear. I love casual streetwear, but um, it definitely has some edge. I like using a lot of textures and metallics and bold statement pieces. Yeah, looking at your website and walking through your boutique a couple times, I definitely agree with that, where it's cool, chic, fun pieces that don't like overwhelm, but kind of go well with a lot of pieces. Right, yeah. So it's kind of like your target market then, who you try to sell to? 
Honestly, it's a it's an older clientele, not old, like yeah. 30s and 40s. Um, I'm a little more expensive, but I'm not too expensive. So mm-hmm. it's more of like a crowd that wants to be different, wants something custom, wants something American-made, but doesn't want to break the bank. Yep. So someone that's trying to stand out, but not trying to make too big of a deal out of it. <laughs> Men, women, anything in between? Men and women, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And so as a fashion designer, how do you kind of put that together how do you kind of figure out ideas from both the you know the different perspectives what will go on a man what will go a woman what would be kind of unisex when you're designing a piece what kind of goes through your mind that way I make a lot of unisex pieces but I don't believe that everything can be so I have a lot of masculine taste okay. when it comes to men or women's clothing and then I make it for the frame. So I make a lot of matching pieces, like a mm-hmm. men's version and a women's version, which just means that the frame, the shoulders are smaller on the okay. women, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I also try to go more feminine, try to explore that side too. But I, I do a lot of jackets, joggers, a lot of pieces that can, like anyone could buy them mm-hmm. So on either side. So yeah. Usually, I would not even do it as men and women's. I just do it on these the these sizes yeah. and this cut and these sizes and that cut. So that's how it could be unisex sometimes. Cool. And, and so, like when someone comes to your store, you're mentioning custom. What parts are custom? Are people getting measured up and made a piece for them? Is it more custom after they see a piece they like? How does that kind of work from an experience perspective? I started just having my clothing line and then using custom as a way for them to be like, oh, I like this piece, Mm -hmm. but I need it in this size and I would also like it in blue or et cetera, et cetera. So they were my pieces, Mm -hmm. but then just a little, they get to design with me a little bit. And it turned into just full-blown, I do everything now. Yeah. So if somebody comes in and they, like, I just finished my first wedding gown, so I've never done that yeah. from scratch before. But she came in and I was like, no, I don't do wedding gowns. Like, that's not, and she convinced me. And here we are, and it's beautiful, it's great. But, yeah, so I'm pretty much doing anything someone wants at this point, but... Because I think last time I was in your shop, you were like working away on some like with a white white top or something, yeah. And like your you know your assistant was like busy making sure everyone was happy. I'm like, oh, we're just socializing. That's what but that's what happens working. when yeah. I'm like all of a sudden a deadline will just like come out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and it's either now or never, and I don't get that connection or I don't get something done if I don't do it like right now. <laughs> so. And so we were talking about before the show um, that you were a part of a few fashion shows yourself where you actually kind of were the lead designer. Walk us through some of those experiences. Oh my God, it's so much fun. It's yeah, it's so much fun, it's not even stressful. The community in Chicago when it comes to photographers and models and hairstylists and makeup artists, like everybody wants to collab. I don't want to like knock on wood for my next one but it was so easy Mm -hmm. like it was so easy reaching out to people they acted like you know they were honored to do it and we all collabed and we put together this like awesome show and it was like the end of 2019 um was the last one that was just mine Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i don't know it was so much fun 
I think a lot of things go into like having a good show, right? Mm-hmm. I think it comes down to him. What you're referencing is people who want to be there. If people are like, right. I'm here because I'm getting paid, I'm getting something for free or whatever, right. you can see it, right. right? Or people who like don't show up to walk or they're late for whatever reason, like, right. oh, I just figured, well, <laughs> that affects everyone here. Right. If you're there to like, be supportive and helpful, then it's really great to be all around those kind of people. Right, yeah, I would never want to force someone to be a part of it or to even go because you have the viewers and you want to make sure they're having fun and then you also want to make sure everyone behind stage is also having fun. Like, I'm not a very strict person. Mm -hmm. Like, I know what I want, but this is not life or death. Yeah. So I'm back there drinking Miller Lite and everybody can, you know, I'm just kind of laid back and I think that's why everybody had so much fun. If someone messes up and stops in the wrong place and they genuinely made a mistake, like, yeah. it's, this is not, this is not, we're here to have fun, we're here to put on a show and, and look beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and so what are kind of the takeaways? So you have a show, what are people kind of expecting after the fact? Are you expecting more people to come to your boutique? Are you expecting to do more custom outfits? What's kind of like the the end goal and kind of results of doing a show? This time, yes, because I just have such a bigger platform now. I have a place for people to come and I have a place for people to design with me. So before I had a full-time job and I was just doing this on the side and sewing like crazy in the nighttime. (laughs) So I didn't really expect anything from it before. I just wanted practice I wanted content I wanted to like test myself Mm -hmm. but now I have the ability to sell these pieces and make them perfectly and have people come in and be like oh I love that dress but I want it this way Mm -hmm. now I get to do that after super cool and so now that you kind of open your own boutique what's kind of your next steps here like you had kind of a resident for a while one of our friends and so kind of sharing your space what's kind of your kind of business plan now? I'm always willing to share my space, but I don't have anyone lined up for April or May. And I am opening an Amazon store because they do handmade now. Cool. Um, so I'm producing a line in New York right now for summer 2022. And it's supposed to be shipped pretty soon, actually. And I'm selling it on Amazon Marketplace, but... Um, it's big. It's like 300 pieces of never manufactured. It's not even that big, but um, yeah, I'm excited. And I think I like treat it almost as a separate business than my boutique because my boutique is so mom and pop and it's custom mm-hmm. and alterations and it's very like interactive. Right. And this will be like quality handmade in New York pieces mm-hmm. that you know, there's still my patterns and I fabric source it and everything. It's still my garment, but it'll be all online. So it'll be, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to have like the back be a sewing studio slash production storage for the stuff that I'm getting shipped here. So, so you can sell kind of stuff. Oh, so they drop ship it to you. So you get it and then you ship it out when people buy it on Amazon. No, there's, okay. well, there's, I'm not drop shipping straight from the manufacturer I'm okay. having it sent back to me so yeah I have to store all of this new stuff that I just made so it's exciting but yeah it's a, it was a big money drop I so we'll so. see how it goes 
<laughs> I've never done anything like that before. Like I've always made things obviously by hand and one at a time and I needed a bigger platform to work with like an actual clothing line where you could see things coming in from extra small to 2XL and more of a online experience. You see it in different sizes on different models. Like I needed to go bigger to to make it happen. So it's only five styles. It's gonna be like super high quality. I'm really excited for it to be done. It's like kind of like the, the catch 22 of like small businesses, right? Is especially boutiques is you only can carry so many sizes of each piece. Right. You only have so much space. Right. To keep it a small boutique. Yeah. Like you don't want to turn it into a store in Michigan Avenue with like 19 floors. Right. Like oh, it's size triple X is on floor two uh, behind the L. Like whatever. Like good luck right, finding right, it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm I'm trying to go towards a route that I make things in like at least three sizes, mm-hmm. but. I sew everything myself, and by the time I'm like done with these pieces, I'm into the next season and I'm behind, you know? <laughs> so it's, I needed help, definitely. So what's kind of on the, uh, the radar for the upcoming season? Anything exciting there? Well, we're not there yet. <laughs> still doing spring stuff, and I'm still waiting for my summer that is stuff. The next season. I am not traditional at all. I seriously, like, if it's 60 degrees today, I'm making a, like a mini dress. Yeah. If it's cold tomorrow, I'm making another jacket. So I just kind of do what I want at this point. No one, not that many people are watching yet. Maybe I'll have to structure it a little bit more when there's more people that know about me. But right now, I just kind of do what I want. So to that point, what's kind of like the day-to-day for you? Like you have your boutique, you're doing sales, people walk in. Mm-hmm. How do you handle the rest of your day creating your pieces? How do you balance all that? Uh, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, I obviously try to like make a priority list for okay. my week and then to day-to-day. I've read a ton of business books, so manage my day was a big one nice. for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it is crazy. Like I do marketing and sales and my social media and my email and my MailChimp and you know lo- newsletters and alterations and custom and it, it's just what's making me money, what needs to be done first, and have I reached out somehow yeah. on social media today is kind of how I do it anyways. Yeah, it's about being present, like, in the moment, right? right. Like That's why, like, so many commercials like Coca-Cola or whatever have all these commercials for Super Bowl. Because so I heard that, like, if you don't think about it, you're not going to buy it, even right. though you like it. Oh, 100%. 100%. And that's what I tell myself all the time, because if someone stops in my store for an event or whatever reason, just walking by... Um, I'm really bad at having people sign up for the newsletter, yeah. but it needs to happen because they might love it mm-hmm. and love what I'm doing and then forget because people have lives and they're not <laughs> always thinking about my boutique. So, so yeah, it's very important. I'm not good at sales or marketing. It's been a huge thing for me mm-hmm. because I love being behind the sewing machine and creating things. But if I do that all day, every day, I'm not going to be able to keep the store open. So I'm learning every day. <laughs> it's kind of like the good thing about being an entrepreneur, right? You, you're actually reading books to grow. Yeah. I think a lot of people are like, oh, I'm just going to focus on the sewing, then all the money will come somehow. Yeah. It's like, well. Well, you avoid it for a while. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, and then you're like, no, I really, like, I really have to put myself out there or this is not going to work. It's uncomfortable. I'm not a salesperson. I never have been. I've never even had a sales job. Yeah. Because I hate it so much. 
and like I don't like thinking that I'm convincing someone to buy something from me. Mm-hmm. Like I just want them to want it. But yeah. the thing that I have been looking at wrong this whole time is that I'm not convincing them to buy my piece when they don't want to. I'm just telling them what will look good in them, mm-hmm. what goes well together, why this piece is better than this other piece. Like I, you just have to think about it differently when you think about sales in that way. And that's a really good tip, tidbit too is when someone's looking at a piece, mm-hmm. helping them visualize what that goes right. with in their own closet. Right? right. Like I got this new like t-shirt from Buckle the other day. And like, cause I got new jeans. Be like, oh, this is so awesome. I'm like, yep, I matched it with the jeans I bought with it. Like, now what else am I going to wear it with? Right, because like, it'll sit in your closet if you don't know what to do with it. Yeah. These sport shorts like Alan. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. And I don't give myself enough credit sometimes. I obviously know what I'm doing and I know how to put things together. So I need to share that with my customers. And it's just being a creative and being shy. It's kind of hard to do that sometimes. Yeah, makes sense. So, like, when customers came into your boutique, how would you, like, describe your own style? Like, what would you, if someone asked you that, like, what is your style? Is that the same thing as what your clothing line is? Or do you prefer something different? Honestly, it just depends on the day. Mm-hmm. Like, most of my style, like, I describe it as, like, electric. Like mm-hmm. I said, I like statement pieces, and they're bold, and a lot of style lines, and structured, mm-hmm. and metallics. You know, that is me, and that's where it comes from, but I don't dress like that every day. Right. I have pink on right now. I don't know who... I have the, the I bro jacket on. I don't know if I had a stroke this morning, but I put on pink and never do that. But yeah, it's just kind of like Sundays, I dress super preppy. Like, I bought a pair of Sperry's in, like, 2016, but I, like, looked at them the other day, I was like, what is that? Like, it, honestly, I've never had a style. People used to make fun of me in high school all the time, because I would... Look like a skater girl one day, and the next day I'd be wearing Abercrombie. <laughs> I couldn't decide who I was. Yeah, <laughs> it was never. Yeah, I don't. I don't really think I have a unnecessary style. It's just how I feel that morning when I what I want to wear. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the best part about being in like the fashion realm. If you call it that, is you're judged less because you're like oh, it's just style, whatever. Like there right. are plenty of people I see. They're like, let's fucking think of it. He has like a nickname. Not gonna say his nickname. But he just puts on the most ridiculous things he can find shoes, pants, jacket, hat, whatever. Like, well, that's just his look. I'm like, it makes zero sense. And I've seen it a thousand it's times. It's laziness most of the time because I'm just like crazy all the time. I like forget <laughs> to put on makeup. I don't do my hair. One time, oh my god. This was not that long ago. This was like a couple of weeks ago. I put on a sweatsuit because it was freezing. Yeah. And I took my dog for a walk and I literally went to work like that <laughs> without another outfit. And then my customer came in like right at opening and I was going to change because I got to work and I'm like, what am I? It literally looked like I just rolled out of bed. <laughs> and I'm at my own shop like this. This is horrible. And she came in and it was like, you know, snowing and whatever. So I tried to like play it off and put a scarf yeah. on and like whatever. And she was like, oh, I'm so jealous that you get to dress like this. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, the 
great fashion designer is showing up in baggy sweats to her own shop. I was so embarrassed. I was at a medium at work, my day job. It was like a super big trading firm on uh, Wacker Avenue. I was telling one of the people, like, I'm in really into fashion. I was like wearing like my corn t shirt. And like, uh, sure, dude. I'm like, yeah, I dress up when I go out. I don't dress up yeah. to do Zoom calls with I you. Put a sports shirt on this, okay? <laughs> You don't deserve my effort. <laughs> You're like I'm wearing pants today. <laughs> the Zoom only shoots in the Am chest. Am I? <laughs> so, do you have any recommendations for anyone that wants to kind of like start their own line, explore the world, like? Because you've been doing it forever, right? So you kind of had that passion, but people were kind of like breaking in. What would you recommend to them? Uh. To hold on to your naiveness, really. Um, I've always been, like, super risky and, like, spontaneous. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of, like, in my personality. And even I didn't really want to, you know, quit my full-time job and, like, go for it. Because it's like having a baby. Like, you're never ready, right? And you just kind of got to do it. So if you're, like, teeter-tottering... I just had that moment where I just like jumped and honestly, it's just money. It's just jump, just jump. And then if it doesn't work, then figure it out and then jump again and again (laughs) and again. Because honestly, the biggest thing that I've learned is that I'm going to have a million ideas every year. And as soon as I launch one in whatever way, and I don't get good feedback or it doesn't right. work, you just, you have to pivot, like drop it and start something new. And I don't, you don't have to change who you are, but things that I offer or the way I do sewing classes or the way I do custom or whatever it is, you just have to be willing to just drop it and pivot. It's- I think a lot of people get caught up in the, like the, I forgot what it's called, but like the fallacy of just like, I have this idea right. and you sit around and talk about it and have this like idea. I'm like... I, I can't stand to handle that kind of stuff. Like, I'm, <laughs> at work, I just tell people, like, don't invite me to those meetings ever again. Like, don't tell me this is how it's supposed to be in a perfect world. Like, just tell me when it's fixed. Yeah. And then I'll go do it. Right. Like, I'm sick of, like, building stuff. I just want to, like, want to be a doer. Right? right. Like, my creativity is, like, when I think of something, I'm going to do it with, like, the risks I put on it. Like... 100%. Like, you can't wait until it. it's perfect to launch it. You have to do it before. Like this podcast, right? Like, people are like, oh, how long is that going to last? I tell them, oh, you know, I'm on uh, episode 190 right now. Like, holy crap, how do you stick with it? I'm like, I just did it whenever I did it. Like, I didn't yeah. cry. and like, cry to my mom. I'm like, oh, someone didn't show up this week. I right. don't have an episode. Like, right. no one cares I missed a week four years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they 100%. care about, like, all the relationships I've built, all like, the things I'm doing, like, yeah. a chance to meet someone like you, talk about your business, all that stuff, you know? Just people need to see the value in things other than just, like, on the surface, you know? 100%. Is it kind of how you feel about, like, your, your boutique? It's not just about the money that you can spend on your vacations no. in Miami? If I, <laughs> if I was doing this... <laughs> For the money, I'd be a very stupid person. <laughs> it's not lucrative, especially in the beginning. I obviously needed to be to survive one day, but yeah, no, nothing I do is for the money. I do, I do things way too cheaply right mm-hmm. now, and 
you know, trying to build my client base and show people who I am and get myself out there, just like anyone else trying to start a business. But yeah, it's not, I'm not the smartest when it comes to like business strategy. Like I do my best. I read books. I, I'm okay with money. Like I'm not frivolous. And I just try to, I don't know, keep my head up, honestly. I don't know if I know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, when people mention that I opened this boutique and it looks like I'm doing so good and it's not, I'm not always doing that well. Like, but I am when I stop and realize it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had this store since June and I can't even believe that I'm like coming up on a year soon. Yeah. Like that blows my mind. So... It's possible if I could do it <laughs> with basically starting off with no clientele yeah. and opening a store. Like, who does that? <laughs> like, who has, like, no client base? Like, that sounds like business 101, like, don't do it. And arguably, your location is not, like, a ton of foot traffic no. either. No. No. Stop My like store either. is beautiful, and that's the only reason why I did that. But, well, also because where I wanted to be was... Way too much. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, obviously. It's real estate. Usually how that works. I thought that it would be easier because everything was vacant, but nah. But that's the thing, too. Like, you kind of get to a place where, like, a lot of my friends in the restaurant industry, right? They open restaurants during COVID. And it's just, like, out in the middle of, like, nowhere. But then their clientele are the people right around there that can walk there, that learn about it, that want to do it. Right. In a place like yours, like it became a destination location. We had a couple parties there. Yeah. There's like, what, like 60 Well, women especially there. when people are not walking around outside, I'm like, we have to do something to get people in here. Yeah. So, I mean, Lakeview, I'm in like Lakeview West, so it's not like a exactly a central location to the city. So yeah. we have to give people incentive <laughs> to come there. So I want it to be a fun place to go to it is I enjoyed it (laughs) (laughs) good so what else would you like to leave our listeners with before you sign off like how can they find you online any other additional thoughts etc so easiest is probably Instagram Mm -hmm. because you could see um, it's nichka.co so it's n-i-c-z-k-a dot c-o and then my website is nichka.com and yeah, you can message me through both portals. They will all have all my information. That's how we met. I'll message you like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I meet everyone through Instagram. It's a great, great, great platform. It's so. getting to the point now where like, I meet someone on Instagram, and they're like, we were talking on Instagram. I'm like... Great. Oh, yeah. I like just give you some context about anything we talked about. Like really you in makeup is different than you a picture from like oh, seven days yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. On your story, like so I had to like study and print it out. Like I hope this person meets me tonight. Like <laughs> filters. Oh my god. <laughs> so what do you want to leave our listeners with before we sign off? Any words of wisdom? Oh my god. I don't know. Uh, yeah honestly just jump I think COVID did that a lot to me too it grounded me and made me just finally do it it was just like a twinkle in my eye for way too long (laughs) so it's not it's a lot of hard work and it's 
It's nerve-wracking, but oh my god, it's so worth it. Yeah, until we find out for sure. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Bites Asian Kitchen and Tropical Bar. The best of times are always shared at the table. Superb Asian food and tropical cocktails. Paradise also awaits you at Bites. We at Bites believe that food is more than merely a part of survival. It is our passion. It has the power to transcend languages, cultures, and ethnic backgrounds. Through food, we share our culture with new friends and old. We share a piece of who we are, and by coming together for meals, we try good stories while creating new ones. At Bites, we want to celebrate cultures from around the world. We've been inspired by Thailand, China, Japan, and more. We're also excited by the opportunity to continue creating new recipes. Food is always better when shared amongst friends, and that is how we shape our menu. With creative cocktails and a menu that constantly evolving, a new story awaits you at Bites. And probably me. <laughs> Clarification, moved away from the Buddha, moved on over to the Rose Cava. You know, gotta get this body back in tip-top shape to be a male model. Please stop by and join us at Bites. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, Feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food. (laughs) 